0: The only video game podcast that has missed E3 21 years in a row. You're now listening to the exclamation mark.
1: Hello and welcome everyone to EXM, or as I call it this week, E3XM. It's the only video game podcast that has missed E3 for 21 years in a row. Uh, (laughs) My name is Crofton Steers, and with me as always is my compatriot also a show absentee. I am talking, of course, about Bo Schwartz. Welcome, Bo.
0: Hello, uh, EXM listeners. Glad to be here. Excited about all the E3 news, and uh, I'm hot. I mean, warm. Like, I'm literally... It's very warm in my apartment today.
1: Yes. So oh, also, he is very... I've un- already
0: begun complaining.
1: Physically attractive as well. Um. So... The the thing is, is, and the disclaimer is out there, neither Bo nor I have attended E3 because we are just lowly podcasters. That said, like everybody on the internet, we have opinions, and you will hear them today what? in an episode dedicated to E3, Bo.
0: Yeah, I I'm a person, I'm a citizen of the internet, and apparently I've got opinions.
1: Feel, also, I feel like I'm,
0: my opinions are pretty unique, and I bet you no one else feels that way at all about their opinions. I feel like everyone thinks their opinions are not that unique, but mine are pretty unique. Yours are I'm the pretty best. Sure, I, I have it right. You
1: have the best opinions. <laughs> um, the thing is, this is our second year actually covering E three. Um, we did a show last year, so I mean, we have lasted a year without without going belly up. And in the podcast world. I mean, that's, that's, not, that's not nothing.
0: Um, so tell your yeah. friends, kids. It, we didn't celebrate a year, I guess. We just kind of let it slide. Uh, oh, that's fine. Yeah,
1: yeah no I mean, like,
0: I guess it's milestone episodes that people like to celebrate, you but, know? But it is a milestone but, because we did E3 last year, and now we're doing it this year, so... I uh,
1: I'm, if somebody wants some, to throw us a party, they should
0: do it. Something good happened, yes. And if there are any um, leftovers from said party, like food-wise mail it to my place, I need to eat the... I need food. It's
1: true. <laughs> also, if you have a good air conditioner. Now, uh, without further ado, let us go into the news section of the show. This time, it is normally known as readme.txt, but we're making an exception, In this week it is readme.e3. <laughs>
0: TXT. I didn't have time to change it. Yeah, whatever. You, you literally um, <laughs> just told me about it two minutes, two seconds ago. I
1: literally just announced it now. Yeah. So So, Bo, uh, before, we're going to touch on all sorts of E3-related craziness on this show. There's been a lot that's happened since we last spoke about games, but my question sure. to you is, without going too crazy into detail, what were your overall impressions of this year's show? Uh, It was okay. It was okay. Good, I bad, being... or
0: bullshit? <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> um, I remember being pretty jazzed about E3 uh, last year, and I felt mildly inconvenienced, I suppose, by it, because, you know, I'm getting older, and a year goes by way too fast. I'm like, E3 already? So I sort of had that baggage. But um, wasn't too, too much exciting this year for me, so I was a little... It was good. It was good. Like overall, it was a, you know good expo. Lots of cool stuff. People like video games. Talking about video games, can't be mad about that. But overall, I was a bit. Mm, 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 mm. I on.
1: found I found some stuff was was so, like very similar to previous years. Then some stuff was pretty different than previous years. Like I think overall, it was a fairly solid show. But it feels like it lacked that level of importance. That 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 it hasn't in, in, in previous years. Maybe a lot of gets leaked now. A lot gets leaked. And also, do you remember last t- episode we we did a show and, and somebody wrote in the chat, they said, oh, Red Dead Redemption 2. That would be exciting. And I, and I said, yes, that would be exciting. But Rockstar generally does not show up at the show. And I think there was a little bit of me that was sort of thinking, well, what if Sony or Microsoft threw mad cash at them and just said, hey, can we show off this game during one of our press conferences or something and that you know that didn't happen we know that, that that there's some sort of Red Dead thingy in development but what would have been my most anticipated game of the show in the end is just you know it's not there it feels like there's a lot that's either not there or unsaid or whatever. And Uncharted 4, which was one of my big anticipated games, came out earlier this year. Overwatch, which I know was one of your bigs and I, I've enjoyed a lot as well, came out earlier this year. So it feels like, I don't know. O- overall, they needed to excite me m- about more things. And th- they did about some things, but not, not to that. I, I wasn't. I wasn't going to the pre-order sites and being like, Oh, I'm going to pre-order me ten games or whatever. Don't pre-order it stupid. Don't do that. But that was my my overall takeaway is I guess good good not great. Mm. A little more polished than in previous years, I think.
0: Alright. Well um let's talk about the big standouts for you then. What what were your favorite things that jumped out at you?
1: Okay, so my favorite my, my first thing, Bo, this the everybody's talking about Sony. Press conference being awesome, game after game, super well polished, whatever. I really enjoyed it. I thought there was a lot of great stuff in there. And one thing in particular I want to talk about in a second. But one thing that happened at the Microsoft press conference mm-hmm. was possibly my story of E3, which was um, the Xbox One sort of cross play uh, compatibility with Windows with Windows 10 um I have a good gaming PC. I do not have an Xbox one and part of that has been that like Xbox just has has not had enough exclusive games for me to want it. I have a PS4. The games that do come out often come out on PC, but sometimes they don't. Very rarely games like Sunset Overdrive only come out on 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 Xbox 1 and all this. Well, that now they've announced no more we're going full in Gears of War 4, some of these big upcoming games are going to be coming out on PC at the same time they come out on Xbox 1. Uh, it's like I just got given an Xbox 1. That's essentially what happened. In in when when they said they're doing this, I'm like, "Well, I don't need to buy an Xbox 1 anymore. I have a PC that can run all this stuff." And now they're saying all their big games are coming to PC. Uh, the rare game sea of thieves all that sort of stuff i uh, that was for me that was one of my favorite things of e3 because i i felt kind of weird i felt like i got something even though i didn't really
0: yeah so, well, not i'm not to be the uh poo in the poo parade but they don't exactly have a great track record so i'm a little like okay like when i heard that i was like mm-hmm, mm-hmm okay we'll see
1: well, what, what you mean like you if think it, that
0: they won't follow through? No, it's just the w- live for Windows. Like I know it's not the same thing. They just don't have a great track record of having a PC presence, and so I'm not entirely convinced it's going to be all that awesome. But I guess just generally buying it in one place and being able to play it in both locations is not is, is fine yeah um, that, that's cool like, that, and it also, does that mean that they won't is, is this a new Steam client for us though like if I want to play Gears I've got to buy it on games for Windows no, or whatever like, no
1: it's yeah. already on your computer actually it's like if you want to buy Rise of the Tomb Raider right now or if you want to buy um, Quantum Break or all those sort of things you, go, you would go into that uh, storefront that's on Windows I'm already logged into it because it works with my Xbox 360 account or like my Xbox mm, account mm. Um, but you go in there and mostly it's a lot of phone type games, you know, like that would be on a Microsoft phone or whatever, but now they have, it's, it's weird cause they have these giant Xbox one games and they're like, like I said, quantum break, there's a couple of others that were on there, but there was no guarantee. Now it's like, I know that Gears four is coming out in the fall. I was honestly like, I'm a big Gears guy. I thought, Oh man, that sounded awesome. But now I know for sure I'm going to be able to play it. Um, and that, that for me is is really exciting. Uh, now, yes, you said it and I left this part out a little bit. The, the, the bonus for people who want to buy an Xbox One is that you get both versions. Like when you buy it, you get it on both. So I could have the Xbox One connected to my TV and so forth and so on. But like for me, I, it's just I'm, I'm unlikely to buy an Xbox One now. But I will probably buy software um, like I will buy the games um, and they get money off the games or whatever. I don't know what this means for the future of Xbox, but for the future of Crofton, it was good. All right. So, so you
0: like the cross play and you play about- liked uh, there there's another – but there's well, another well, big... What, you, what did you like? I got some other I, stuff. Yeah, I didn't really like anything. <laughs> so there, there, there was some cool did... stuff there, but nothing. there's nothing that exciting to me that happened at E3 this year. i got to be honest with you. There was some really great-looking stuff. Like, Dishonored 2 looks very good. Yeah, um, so I for was, sure it does. I was it really impressed like with what they B-Zx, showed there. Which you like. Um, but and you know there was like lots of stuff there that I w- was present, but there was no there were no surprises. There were there was nothing to like. And you know there's another dishonored coming. There's nothing that blew my socks off. I guess there, Every, like you kind of said it earlier. Everything there felt like stuff we already know, and the new stuff they showed us was marketing for new products. But nothing that blew my socks off. Like last year, Doom was it? I, if it wasn't announced, it was showing off quite a bit, and that had a big impact on me. There was nothing on that level for me. So.
1: A lot of people
0: like God of
1: War, and when they announced that new God of War in the North, in in the Norse sort of themed God of War, it took a different tone. I know a lot of people are talking positively about it. My issue is like I loved God of War one and two, and I even played some of the PSP God God of Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they were really fun, but I I own God of War three. I kind of missed the boat on. It. I still have not played it. It's been remastered on PS4 since then. I have not played it. There's God of War. I think it's Ascension which was another PS3 game that came out after I didn't play that so I mean they released they're showing a new God of War and and people are excited about it but for me even though I appreciate these big budget AAA action I love those types of games it just feels like if I really wanted to play a God of War game there's two I have yet to play that I haven't dusted off Right, so um, it's not uh, it, the was... thing
0: about these big long franchises is that if you're not in from the beginning, they lose you as a customer, like
1: uh, yeah, because and that if, that's if the why narrative they release those compilations, I sometimes you know
0: yeah, but if the narrative's important and the game's aged enough, you might not want to bother. I know that's a uh, frequent like I'm it's like, a good no. point. You know, like what game was like that? There's some game that's like that that I, uh, I can't think of it, but it is a real consideration where you're like, oh, I want to play through the whole story, but. I don't know. Like Mass Effect One's a good example. Like it's a really good game, but even that's starting to show its age. Like the third Mass Effect, even the second one's way better than the first one. So yeah,
1: I know. And I- I've replayed the series before, where I've actually just gone back to the second one, played second and third. Yeah. But but because the one one also has a lot of filler too, so it takes a long time to get through. Anyway, yeah, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. That's a good point, Bo. Uh, that did you notice? Like, because I was kind of hoping. To hear a little bit more about it, there was very little new information. The main character's name is Ryder. That much we know. Mm. Um, but aside from that, there there wasn't much. They've they've announced that there's going to be a lot uh, more coming at near the end of the year with regards to Mass Effect. I, ju- I find it it's one of these situations where people are torn on this about shows like E3. Some people love it when they announce as soon as they're beginning to work on something. Th- th- people are able to latch onto it and get excited. So if they say, "Hey, we're going to be making a new Mass Effect. It's going to be coming in a couple of years or whatever." So every E3 you go, you get a little bit more about the new Mass Effect. But by the time it comes out, it's sort of like the law of diminished returns. Your enthusiasm is dampered a bit, right? right. Other people, yeah. other people want like Fallout Four. Last year was announced literally at E3 or just before it. And then came out that year, and people, pref- some people prefer th- that. I'm somewhere, I think, in the middle. I like, I like maybe them to be announced one E3, and then shown almost the final version the following E3, and then released in the in, shortly thereafter. I think that's my preference. But, um, but yeah. Anyway, everybody's got their own. Uh, what do you like?
0: Um, I I just like the I like the big announcements. I don't know. I'm interested in Mass Effect. Is this that's a series that I'm really into. Um I was a little ambivalent about what they announced. The only thing that was interesting or potentially bad was the open worldness of it. It sounded like like I haven't played Fallout 4, but what I'm hearing is the base building feature is pretty optional and not that great. Like some people like it, but if you don't like it, you don't have to play it, meaning it's not part of the core experience. I'm wondering if this exploration thing isn't being oversold a little bit that like, I don't know, you can build your own fort or whatever, but it's clearly still a Mass Effect narrative corridor shooter style RPG-ish game. Um, <clears throat> so the marketing was a little weird. and They didn't show a lot of the game. It was really just a tease. and We already had been teased. Uh, there's an Andromeda game. <laughs> there's nothing there that teased me further. I'm excited, think- I'm still stoked that it's coming out, but it didn't really do anything for me.
1: I think people are have an itch to scratch for a Star Trek-themed game like space exploration where you go boldly where no one's gone before. And I think that that's sort of what they're trying to sell with this. Obviously, they don't have the Star Trek rights or doing it in the Mass Effect universe. The idea is it's in the Andromeda galaxy. They're going off. They're exploring. And so maybe that's you know the idea that they're trying to get people hooked on. Um, and, and I'm not sure how – how relevant that will be to the story but i know that the previous mass effect trilogy was all about saving the entire universe from this threat of the reapers and so i feel like this might be even though the scope may be broader in terms of where you can go and what you can do my guess is that they know that if they just do another massive galactic threat again law of
0: diminished returns maybe maybe it's but they can't make the other game because they're not that company like It's funny because Breck, who we mentioned on the show quite a bit... Remember he was looking for... I think he bought Elite Dangerous. Oh yeah, he did. He's playing Elite Dangerous. And I'm like, I can't believe that that's... Like, this guy plays pretty casually. I can't... Like, those games exist where all you do is explore and there's really nothing else. You just make your own adventure. Eve Online, Elite Dangerous, Star Citizen, and No Man's Sky. So Mass Effect being this openly explorable world... It sounded like marketing. Like, it isn't going to be a game. Like, they can't compete in that space. No, no
1: it's you not know. going to be like Elite Dangerous. There's going to be some limitations and stuff,
0: but. It's got to be I an mean, RPG, and it's got to be story driven. So. It's true that. I, You know, they, just the wording they used made it sound like it's got to be an open world, and when you explore space, it's a new galaxy. It felt disingenuous. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay,
1: so so let me... let me. You're coming off slightly pessimistic on E3. Yeah. That's totally yeah. fine. I'm, I'm going to ask it was there something super surprising to you? I have a big surprise, um, for, for, but I'm wondering for you, It was there something you're like, oh, I can't believe this or I can't believe that? Maybe in the VR space, there was a lot of things shown off there. A lot there. of stuff
0: in VR, nothing too surprising. I think the biggest surprise, there was two that came out of nowhere... Um, one, not out of nowhere actually The first one, no, Quake Champions Very interesting announcement um, Which, Sorry, I missed that one, what's that? So on the Bethesda, they they started with you know Doom's real successful, and now here comes Quake So they're remaking Quake And it's a PvP game And it makes sense that Doom multiplayer wouldn't be that Polished, because I think this is going to be their like Overwatch style game And it's Quake, it's classic Quake with railguns And everything else, they just showed a CG trailer But I didn't we there was no hint. This was a full surprise, and I'm not a huge Quake Deathmatch fan, but I know how important it is to the gaming legacy. So this game's going to be pretty important how it does and all that. So um, is it
1: when you say Overwatch? Is it a class based thing like Overwatch?
0: do we don't know yet. More details at okay. QuakeCon. Literally just a trailer, and Quake is coming. Quake is now a thing again. That's going to be relevant, and with the, on the heels of a Doom that did well people so, might seem bullish on its success right like if so dohan come out Con? Yeah, there is a QuakeCon every year.
1: What have they been talking about for the past 10 years when there's about, no Quake? Quake
0: 3 was so good, man. Why don't people play Quake 3 anymore? <laughs> God <laughs> you, damn it. People love id Software. They've got a cult following. I'm sure it's not the yeah, biggest still, thing in the world, but still, there's no
1: Quake. Like, they must be no, like... No, no, they, no. They must... They're,
0: they're Quake. There's a website. It's actually... You can play Quake on a, in a browser now. Like, that's the place to play it. It's There's a Quake um, game. Like, it's... Damn. Yeah, you have to be into it. They haven't improved the graphics any, but... Quake Arena is still a thing out there. And the other one that really took me by surprise that looked way better, like looked really amazing, was the Spider-Man game announcement, actually. That was oh, the yeah. other one that made me go, whoa. And the reason I went, whoa, because lots of games with good graphics. That one in particular seemed to really capture the slender, slinky art style of Spider-Man and the personality of Spider-Man that I haven't seen in any games, to be quite honest. This is the first I've seen to seemingly capture this, this really nice Spider-Man feel. It looked interesting. Now, Crofton um, has to change his pants. So, um, yeah, okay. Like, I, you disclosure. go change your pants and then come back and talk.
1: I'm a huge Spider-Man fanboy, like just huge. I played Spider-Man pretend when I was a kid like you have no idea. I was really like really, really into Spider-Man and I feel like in the video game space, um, he had a moment at at the beginning of the PlayStation 2 era or or mid PlayStation 2 era. But even that moment was a little overblown in terms of its importance importance essentially a movie tie-in game Spider-Man 2 for, was made with a, advanced web-swinging mechanics it was a shitty game on so many levels like it was like made to tie in with a movie clearly the graphics weren't that great and all that sort of stuff but but it hit like gaming nirvana with this one element of traversal element that was so important And I played it and everybody has fond memories of it. I have fond memories of it. I've played Spider-Man games since. They've been good. Nothing's quite recaptured that sort of complexity of traversal mechanics. Meanwhile, Batman has been completely rejuvenated uh, in the gaming space with these Arkham games that are made with TLC, tender love and care, by a professional game developer not to tie in with a movie or whatever. So... I have always wanted there to be a Spider-Man video game that was made not to tie into a movie with an original story and made by a celebrated developer at their own pace, released as a triple A title. And I felt that the market was there and – um I gave up on that at one point. I'm just like it was always. Activision gave this deal to Beanox to make these Spider-Man games. I played a bunch of them. They're all right, you know, n- nothing like Arkham level. Yeah. And so, so I pretty much quit on it. But I was late to watch the Sony trailer, uh, the press conference. I, I, I was rushing home. I was trying to get stuff organized. I ended up watching the rest of it later. But I just, I just turn it on and then just as i'm turning it on the screen is black and then the spider-man trailer plays and i was like oh my god i it was one of my biggest
0: markout moments because you like you like the looks of it and you're not me i'm I, not a big spider like superhero game guy but i like the arkham Knight series and the approach they took this looks like that game i mean we verdict's not in yet but everything about this looked like in-game rendering this wasn't cinematics this is all in-game stuff it looked sweet it looked like TLC love and detail it looked like it'd be fun to swing through the city like this is the definitive experience for Spider-Man hopefully and what's crazy and so for those listening and didn't check out E3 stuff this was announced at the Sony press conference Just the Sony press conference if you didn't watch it there was barely any talking there was an orchestra. There's a every now and then, a, whatever whoever works there came out and talked. I don't keep track of who yeah they are. that guy. I always see him. <laughs> they seem really, real nice. Name. They seem kind of like dorks. Whereas like, anyways, in comparison to the Xbox One, they seemed like I don't know. They were gonna go out for tea and have. Like, they looked like hipsters and young adults and professionals. Really annoying. But I love the look of the Sony group. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. It was just trailer after trailer. So it's like here's another trailer and it's this awesome spider man trailer just like you know for a little fanfare it was so like oh my god you, you know i'm like that, that, oh, pref- that press conference was a master class and you know how you can talk about how great you are or just be great like you know michael jordan doesn't come out and be like i'm good at basketball and blah 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 he's just like he plays the game and everyone's like you're amazing that press conference was something else I good. do think that
1: it involved them sort of like they're on top of the mountain so high up that, that in terms of, of Microsoft or Nintendo or anybody catching them that they, 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 it's a master class on what to do when you're on top. Whereas, whereas Microsoft and to a lesser extent Nintendo, they're, they're required to provide strategic direction because people want to know, you're hey, you're not on top. How are you going to get on top? and it can't be just show game after game after game because if they do that people will be like well those are good games but i'll just buy the ps4 version um but uh but, but what they did is is they spent a lot of time talking about xbox slim or xbox project scorpio or whatever great i mean i talked about how much i like that cross compatibility thing that's great but it, it it drags. It takes away your from your time, and it works for the business community, and and maybe it it, it gives gamers hope that you're going to come up, come back. But 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 you also are sort of relying on your opposition to fuck up, which they did not do. Sony did the opposite of that. They came in and are like, okay. Guys, we're on top, so uh, we're just gonna play this sizzle reel of awesome games. And uh, yeah, you can play
0: them all on well, PlayStation. They, they had, Have a good day. They had nothing cool in their lineup, and not that we're gonna go through the whole thing, but ReCore didn't look that great. It looked okay. Oh yeah, Record yeah, yeah. didn't look that great. Dead Rising's a C class, like great series, but you know, it's yeah. it's a gimmick game. It's just you know scale bound. I love Platinum games and what they do. That thing doesn't look... It looks amazing. It doesn't look super... It's not appealing. I just don't know what it is. It, it, you know, Sea of Thieves, I think, hit flat, kind of. I, I don't think people liked the live... Do you see that, that by the way? The Sea of yeah, Thieves yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was well-received. I know I didn't like the... It didn't really sell the game very well. Like There's people having fun playing it. I think we need to hear more about Sea of Thieves. I haven't written it off, but it wasn't a big wow factor. game. Like, there was no wow game on the xbox lineup and he even brought the gwent game which i know you love gwent they made a big but, deal at the but, xbox conference but it wasn't like man xbox is so awesome because it has gwent on it like no pff, you know it, like no no way dude like there's nothing gears of wars great series but it's, it's nothing not new we know what gears of war is gonna be it's the same shit and and it'll be fun but it's you know it's there isn't like a there there wasn't a Spider Man moment or a God of a new God of War moment yeah. or a another game that you mentioned on your favorite stuff, a Days Gone moment. Like that was an insane trailer on yeah, the Sony front Yeah too. exactly
1: and the, it, it closed off with the gameplay from Days Gone and I was I was really into like well the trailer I was I was okay with but but with the gameplay and I watched it and you know it's all sort of slightly choreographed and the guys playing it a certain way and all that sort of stuff but at the same time it just looked it looked I, and I'm, I'm soft on zombie games they're one of my favorites I love zombie games Dead Rising I agree with you C-List I'm kind of done with it but but this, I was like, oh man, that seems like an interesting triple A game. And we're in the era now of games like Overwatch and stuff like that, where it it's tougher for games like Uncharted Four to exist in these spaces, and and to know that they're making those games. And Sony seems really committed to making these big blockbuster tentpole games. And uh, and yeah, for. I was really excited by Days Gone. I was excited. The Last Guardian. I, I played both Ico and and um, Shadow of the Colossus. Now they've announced uh, uh, the date. That was the big thing mm-hmm, in the trailer. Mm-hmm. It was announcing it's coming out this year. So great. You know, I haven't been so emotionally involved with that oh, as some oh, people. So I'll oh. just play it when it comes out.
0: And if we're, if we're giving we're given Sony a a podcasting hand job right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just um, saying it.
0: it's good. No, 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 no. I because there's more. There's whatever the hell Hideo Kajima's working on, the Death Stranding. Um people love that guy. It doesn't matter. It, you know, I know what you're gonna say is games are weird. It's super weird whatever. You know what? There are a whole, I think bunch, it's overrated. There are a whole bunch of gamers who would Uh, just fall over and give that man all of his money. They just love this guy. He has that auteurship. It's like, why do people like Tarantino movies? They're so stupid. You know those people who don't understand why Tarantino's popular? I'm sure lots of people feel that way about Hideo Kojima, but you know what? People dig the guy. So they've got a baller auteur guy in their corner, Sony, as well. And um, there's still a lot of Resident Evil fans out there. That... That's going to be on everything, though, right? But they were at the Sony presentation with the VR. Because, I don't... Xbox, the VR... I guess they're going to have VR, too. But the Morpheus stuff... And we can start talking about VR, is that Resident Evil has a pretty strong pedigree. And that they're breaking into VR. Before before
1: we talk about VR, because Resident Evil in particular is a big news story about it making people sick in VR. But, But before we do, just wrapping up the Sony stuff... I find it interesting um, because last year, Sony did... They reintroduced The Last Guardian, which had been dormant for years. Mm-hmm. They they announced Final Fa- Final Fantasy VII Remake and they announced Shamu 3. 3. Like, these are cult, cult games. People were literally crying and telling me like, oh my god, this is so amazing. And then people... This year, are talking about this press conference is a bigger and more impactful press conference than the year before. I think I think it's because they actually showed more concrete gameplay, they, and, and I think as people are nostalgic for these games, they, they mostly want to look ahead. And like I, I'm nostalgic for the Spider-Man games, I admit, but I love Spider-Man as a character. He's maybe one of my favorite fictional characters, and the idea that that he can exist. In a great game moving forward is one that I believe in. It's not something that I think. That, I don't think he's a relic of the past. I still think they haven't hit that sweet spot in video games. So for me, that's one of my 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 highlights uh, of the uh, of um, of the entire show. Much less Sony's press conference. Now VR PlayStation's gone. Like they had a big section on PSVR, the only one of the three VR main players that has yet to be released. Uh, what uh, was there anything in the VR space that caught caught your attention? And if so, what? It doesn't have to be PSVR. They Not just really. show them off.
0: I know Oculus did a you know did, Oculus did a weird thing at Xbox where they had. Oh, John Carmack came out. <laughs> that was what it was. They were playing Minecraft. They're like, oh, it's Minecraft and it's virtual. They are playing, like, one was playing on an iPad and the other was playing a controller. And then John Carmack comes out and he's like, hello, I like VR. Because, you know, it just, it's just in this John Carmack way. He's very professional at presenting. That's what I noticed. It was just, it was very presenting. Anyways, Minecraft can be in VR. Wow, who cares? Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh what was the big it was, one?
1: Sorry, Bo the HoloLens version, this is this No no was, this is this, VR.
0: This is VR This is uh, a full VR. This is version, John Carmack right? in yeah. Oculus Gear VR on his head. And then Lucker uh Lucker. Lucky Palmer was at the Ubisoft conference, I know, pimping something. I can't remember what, but they're doing something over there. Oh, I think it was part of the it steep. Was, it was the Eagle one, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's Eagle the Eagle. Flight? Eagle flying game, which was Okay, cool. Still novelty. The thing that seemed like it was going to be pretty cool in VR to me potentially was Steep. Except that it looks like a crappy game. Have you seen, have you heard about Steep?
1: Yeah, uh, I actually sent that trailer to my brother because he's a uh, big mountain free rider on the free ride world tour, yeah. and uh, he he was he it was his game of the show. He was excited. He also pointed out that the celebrities or celebrities, the the athletes profiled in the trailer for steep mm-hmm. aren't even big names like. In, in the, their respective sports, they're not like the this, this Sidney Crosby or the Peyton Manning of their respective sports. They're like C-list athletes, but nobody knows that because nobody knows those sports. So when the paraglider is like featuring this guy, it's not the Tony Hawk. <laughs> let's put it that way, you know, or whatever. Right, so. right, right.
0: Well, anyways, that seemed like based on what uh, the VR experiences that I have had on my DK2, that seemed like the most compelling to me. Um, the other one being I think it's gonna be crappy is Star Trek bridge crew, oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I kind of was interested, uh, like I like the notion, but I feel like it's gonna be player one pushed the red button and then player two pushed the blue button, oh, you made the nacelles light up or something it's, I just feel like it's. I I don't know. I'm not hopeful about this game. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I mean. And it'll feature like character voices and stuff. So like if you're a Star Trek nerd, you would be like, oh, Picard asked me to engage.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) uh,
0: (laughs) So I don't know. It (laughs) was okay. Picard
1: called me number one. It was
0: okay. There's nothing that really stood out. I think the problem with VR is that it doesn't look sexy until you've got this thing on and watching it from the VR perspective. I think it just doesn't translate well. And I think that's always the challenge with VR is it doesn't sell well until you strap on a headset and, like, go, whoa. Um, so... i used to strapping things on and going, whoa. Um, <laughs> so, Sick burn, dude. Or it's not a burn. I mean, I'm a swanky guy. It's cool. So Nice compliment. The, the, thing, the
1: thing about VR, uh, the VR stuff, is yes, Bo, you're right. They have a hard time selling the stuff. Two, there's a small install base so they, they haven't necessarily invested in giant AAA titles and three um, the the things on display maybe the time they've had to work on this has been has been short so they're mostly they feel like bite-sized pieces of things and not full-fledged games like that Batman Arkham VR like technically that should be super exciting to me right oh wow I can play as Batman but no we know what it's going to be it's mm-hmm. it, it's an hour experience essentially. It allows you to put on the bat suit and it allows you to do the detective mode during the crime scene from some of the recent Batman games. But I bet there'll be no fighting. If there's gliding, it will be a very much controlled experience, and that's a big if. So like the big games the big game experience is like you see games like, you know, Dishonor, Deus Ex, like these are triple A title games. And the there's no VR – maybe maybe some games allow you to play in VR but they weren't designed that way and now they're talking – Bethesda was mentioning how they're going to be redoing Fallout 4 and that was on display supposedly on the floor. People were playing Fallout 4 in VR and you can look down at your arm and there's a Pip-Boy and then you can start operating the Pip-Boy and uh, you can start shooting the nuke guns or whatever. Uh, and supposedly, it's like you mentioned Half Life Two and how they've done a kind of a good job of taking what was a non VR game and VRing it, and and it sounds like that's going to be the case with Fallout as well. But at the same time, it's like I can play. I own Fallout Four. I can play it right now, and probably it's best designed for that sort of thing. So there is no killer v- VR app, and, and and PSVR, which is the only one that's not out, didn't present anything that made me say oh i must have the psvr like there was no there's no, nothing even though the batman will probably be exclusive at least temporarily to them some of the other stuff so uh, and i desperately want vr i want to go now oculus rift or sorry htc vive is shipping in 2 to 3 days as steam reminds me whenever i open steam and i keep thinking to myself oh shit i should just buy it but then I then I run searches and I'm like, what is there to play on HTC Vive? And it's pretty much the same shit that was there at launch. And Fallout 4 will be it, it, the deal is that it's with HTC Vive that this the version. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's not that's not a big that's a game that came out a year ago and I don't know so VR does not. There's nothing there yet
0: that's really getting to me. I don't know if there's anything that's... Yeah, it's really to... weird. Like, I've had the DK for a while. I have a couple games. I mean, I can play Elite Dangerous. Like, I have VR experiences. I haven't had a strong desire for VR lately. Um, so I don't know. Like, the games still have to be good. Once the novelty of being in VR sort of wears off, it's you still have to have fun at what you're doing. And I think... I think there's not a lot of VR experiences that are that are there yet. I think I want to say this e. Valkyrie thing seems like the Jesus of these kinds of games. Like that game, it's got from a company that has a pedigree that people respect. So the expectation is that game comes out and it makes you want to say, "Hey, of all the games I can sit and play and not have to have the inconvenience of having this thing strapped to my head, I don't care about the inconvenience. I want to play this."
1: Because but that it gar- game's
0: out, right? Is it? Well, yeah, it was a launch game with the Oculus. Is it is Oculus launch? Nobody's getting them. I didn't realize it was out. No, no, it's. It, is there it's not is there a review for it? Like I didn't I didn't see yeah, like
1: but, uh, Yeah, it's funny. I didn't see that many reviews for it, but uh but I think people said that it was the best or one of the best experiences that came out with the Oculus, the Oculus at launch. It's there if you want to play it. It's just Yeah, I mean, March 18th,
0: 2016. It's out. Wow, it came out with a whimper. I, I I expected well, when that came out to be everyone to be like holy crap you need to play it. like Doom comes out and it's literally everywhere it's like Doom 9 out of 10 Doom best game ever do-. like no one no, so basically the verdict is no one's like holy shit I just well, played nobody, Eve Valkyrie nobody has, nobody has VR but but so. the critics you know the people who do have have it I, like who's hyping this stuff up like like no, no like, nobody uh, they it, said it was a
1: good experience it was one of the better ones upon launch uh, but uh they compared it often to lucky's tale which was the other bundled in thing lucky's tale and eve were bundled in with the uh, oculus but neither of them wow uh, really blew anybody away although EVE was much more I think attractive So yeah, just, I,
0: I, not to get too distracted by this but the average user score on 20 ratings at Metacritic is 4.2 and the critic score is 64 that's I mean yeah some people could be raging about like, just not getting their shipment no, it's or fun for else. maybe 10 minutes after you left behind the initial impression and surprise of the VR experience it gets old fast the space battles are boring and repetitive I'm happy I didn't huh. waste money on this game User hex hexa, hexa ace tat. Well, anyway, so yes. just you know, if this was a killer thing that people, you know, game people that are into it would spread the word, and it's not happening. It, so,
1: and it's it's funny because what's interesting about that game, but was it was essentially crafted for VR and that's mm. what we're I think we're all looking for a, a nice big crafted experience for VR, a triple A experience. Then they're gonna have to sell it. It's gonna be difficult for them to sell it because we're not gonna be able to really experience experience it by looking at videos. And then um they're going to they're gonna need an install base that's large enough to justify it. Right? And mm-hmm. in the meantime we're gonna get these Eagle flight games or we're gonna get remixes of older games like Fallout uh, as a way of growing the base growing the base so PlayStation VR I sort of have high hopes for and I think they came out with just the right amount of focus at this E3 because they're going to have people that are going to be interested in playing in, in getting it and the more people that have one VR platform it's probably pretty easy to port from one VR platform to another so I mean the more people who own one will will just lead to the success of all of them i'm i'm hoping anyways yes. so it, they um, have
0: to overcome the connect problem or the the ps move problem that that games in our psyche are sitting down activities sitting down relaxing activities even when they're high stress and competitive like they're we need there's a new vocabulary with vr which is moving your head around moving yourself around and you know gamers are eh, they like to sit and play and not have to do much except with their fingers it's true, so you're right so you know I think they're from a usability standpoint, there is an uphill battle to fight, but so I didn't see anything super 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 cool um did you see that final fantasy fifteen v r experience again, it's
1: just like a little thing thrown onto the main game, which ones are the the final fantasy fifteen v r
0: yeah, I wasn't impressed with that um it's you can just take any game it's and put like that play
1: in put... the game. It's like a little experience yeah. in VR that, that's gonna be downloadable after the release of the game, I think.
0: Right. Well I don't know. there's a lot of VR stuff in there you know it feels like again that value add where it's like we didn't initially design this game to have VR but let's put this little experience in the yeah one- well it, it,
1: the experience it's what's interesting about it is it's a dedicated experience but it's not the main game like it's not like you're playing part of the main game in VR hmm. it's like a little hey here's a, a scripted sequence in which you're in VR in the final fantasy 15 world um, and, I mean, that's cool to an extent, but it's really... I mean, it's not enough to buy VR
0: for, right? No, definitely With not. I know pieces. I know there'll be some people out there who buy it for the Star Wars experience. Which, yeah, that looks cool. If it's actually good, that would... I don't know if it makes it all the way worth it, but it's definitely... People love a Star Wars universe. It's probably a fun one to be in. Even to me, who prefers Star Trek to Star Wars, is more... From a VR standpoint, would rather sit in the cockpit of an X Wing than in the cockpit of a of ten forward having a drink with Worf. <laughs> <laughs> that took a turn. Yeah. No, so I, I I'd, I'd be I, having a I'm, drink with Troy. Troy, not
1: Worf. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right? Roy Dean Slip. Um so I, I agree. Live. With that, uh, like uh, I'm – this the Star Wars one looked good. But again, it's like it's all – until there's a proven way to make money in this environment, it's all bits and pieces. Right. And, and that's what – the show was like, here's a bunch of bits and pieces that will be coming out soon. I feel like all of those bits and pieces should have been out when these VR things launched. And a lot of them will be with the PS VR. But again, all the major games that I was enthused about um, – are regular, traditional games, and there's a couple here, uh, Bo, that I, I, we we didn't talk about. But like, Ubisoft has uh, has games like For Honor that made a big splash last year, and then this year they released more detail. But people were kind of like, "Oh, you know, it's not a surprise anymore." So that's cool, but we'll wait for it but they announced Watch Dogs 2 just before the presser uh, just before the um the conference yeah and uh you know I played Watch Dogs 1 last year we had a big talk about Watch Dogs I think we both kind of liked the concept of watch, watch Dogs like but were a little bit disappointed with some of the execution and so hopefully it'll be a bit better this time I guess
0: I think I think since the first Watch Dogs came around the public has been exposed to the greatness that is um, what is it called? Ask Mr. not, ask Mister Robot. What's it? Mister, it's just Mister Robot. That the hacker TV show. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. show. Oh, it is so good. It's amazing, and it really, I think, out of all the hacker, you know, movies and TV, actually, it still sensationalizes things. But it's 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 more morose. It's more it's not very glamorous and the main character's not likable <laughs> at all like it, it does t- i think it still reflects some biases we may have about hackers but for the most part i think it, it's lauded as the best and i feel like watchdogs 2 in particular has leaned into this a bit because the character in the first one the dude felt like a vigilante who happened to know hacker shit right this character, although we don't know too much about him, see, like the whole DedSec thing, it seems like these guys are a rebel force of hackers. Yeah. In the sense that... I didn't buy Aiden Pierce hackers. at all. No, no, no. This is not a gravel-throated uh, guy who's framed, but really a good guy. These are like look like punks, <laughs> basically. Hey,
1: as an aside... Do you find that lead actor in Mr. Robot looks a bit like your brother
0: Jake? A little bit. A little bit. I so was like, like, at least in still photos, I yeah, haven't like, seen the thing. I don't think he looks like him. I just think they have a similar body shape and haircut. and But um, oh, maybe. definitely different. Uh, yeah. But, uh, um, yeah.
1: It's a good show. Yeah, t- I recommend. I- you
0: should be watching that.
1: It's won some some awards, uh, so I would check it out. See, I find, like, going back to the For Honor stuff, because, like, (laughs) I'm thinking about the big announcements of last year, and, like, For Honor was really well-received. Horizon Zero Dawn was really well-received. Again, looks really good this year as well, but we sort of know, we know it's coming. We see a little more. All of that that was good, and we're not on the show floor, right? Mm. So Nintendo made a big fuffle with and it you're gonna see the game of the show rolling out across all the websites soon and I will give you a spoiler right now the game of the show will be the Legend of Zelda breath of the wild everybody's gonna give it that and and there's a reason there's one of one of the main reasons it's getting it is because it's essentially I guess close to being done they they put out a giant chunk of playable space they devoted their entire kiosk to it they zelded it up you should look at some of the pictures online. It's crazy. There's a giant line. People will come in. They play for a, a good amount of time. Get a sense of the gameplay and all that sort of thing. And it's a big shift away from the way Zelda's used to play towards the way Skyrim sort of plays. Like, you, there's a lot of stuff to collect. There's a lot of stuff like that. So, um, I I think that for, for where where I am is as a, as a Nintendo enthusiast, if you will, that has missed the Wii U essentially. Um, and is is waiting for details on their second console, that, or their sorry their the, the NX, the the replacement of the Wii U, the one that will be able to play Zelda along with the Wii U. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for it, but I'm also that excitement is tempered by a the fact that I haven't played it, and b the fact that I don't have a system that can play it right now. Um, And so if it came out tomorrow, which it won't, it sounds like they're holding off on it and it sounds like it will only come out at the beginning of next year once the NX is launched. And I understand Wii U owners feeling slighted and frustrated because the game is probably going to be done but they're just going to hold it off until it's ready to release. But I feel like w- w- you and I can't necessarily... I watched some clips. I looked at some of the footage. We can't necessarily give that game much more of its due than it had before going in the show because, honestly, neither of us have played it, and that's why everybody's so excited. they played it, and they say that it's awesome. I you know, I, I haven't played it, so it I wasn't was, my game of the show based on... I watched on, some
0: gameplay. It looks pretty good, like... It, like it looked like a Zelda game. it seemed like they they stuck to their core pillars there and and so if it is that if if people played it and like it that much, I could see it being game of the show just because of that pedigree well i think
1: and I think it in many ways it it will be based on how much exposure it's had and how much people will be able to play it but like I think what I look for out of e three out of somebody who is not on the show floor um I look for that new release, that new that new announcement that, that's going to blow my mind. And I'll, I'll tell you, last year, it, almost everybody... Was it la- last year or the year before? Almost everybody uniformly said that the game of the show was Star Wars Battlefront. And the reason they did that was because, A, it has sick graphics. B, it's, it plays well on a show floor, meaning you can... Unlike a game like Zelda, you can sit down, play a match or two, be like, wow, these graphics are crazy. It's making all the sounds from Star Wars. I feel like I'm in the movie. Um, and, and then be like, leave excited and 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 eager to shell out your money to buy it. But when the game came out, it, it came out to sort of like, eh, you know, like unfinished, people said kind of a skeleton, should have had a single-player campaign, expensive DLC pack. In the end, the, the uniform game of the show at E3 really didn't make that much of a splash. The year Titanfall was revealed as well. Huge – it was the year The Last of Us had just come out and, and – um and then Titanfall was the game of the show. Everyone's still talking about The Last of Us. And Titan, when Titanfall comes out, again, only multiplayer. People weren't that interested. But it showed really well at E3 because it was a game that you could just sit down and, and, and play. So that's the thing. I feel like people like you and I, our game of the show is no less justified than the people who are actually in the show because I find they're blinded often by – by these these sort of the sounds and the lights and what plays the best for like five minutes before you got to get shuffled off to your next booth, right? So, um, I mean that's that's my takeaway. So just because Zelda, everybody's going to say it's Zelda because they got to play it a bunch, and hopefully they really took their time to play it. And I actually believe it more about Zelda than I do those other games because of the pedigree you mentioned, but. I I still am like for me I want the new hotness. What I knew Zelda was coming. What did I not know about? What's awesome, you know?
0: But t- Nintendo's a shop that is like is going to just lean on the things that they're good at, and not necessarily innovate in the same way as like some other game companies do, right? Like they're going to improve graphical fidelity, but it's going to have the like Mario's going to be Mario, you know? Right? Like it's. I don't. I don't expect great things from Nintendo. (laughs) I expect good quality products, but I don't expect like. I expect game games. If that makes any sense, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know.
1: I I know what you mean. And that's not a
0: bad Uh, thing. It's just you know I sort of keep that in check. Some of the other trailers, like look at the awesome CGI thing, and look at what we're doing with uh, another game. We just have to give a little mention to Horizon Zero Dawn. Still looks incredible. Um, so I'm like, well, Zelda looks great, but look at this game where the person talks the whole time. <laughs> that seems like a better game, <laughs> you know. Like, but I get that Nintendo has a pedigree, so that their stuff's going to be good. All right, so we're, we're we're getting late. We're getting on in the show, and what I'd like to do is just traverse the conferences, and maybe we could just shout out the best things and the worst things real quickly. Sure. So sort of like a a recap a bit. Um so for like Xbox, what was you know, favorite things, worst things? What, what do you have what's your what's your verdict?
1: I'd say my favorite thing was the announcement of the crossplay that I mentioned earlier. I okay. like that State of Decay 2 was mentioned. I really like State of Decay, which okay. you may remember. I have yep. the soft spot for the zombie shit. Um the uh I like I like Seymour Gears, that was sweet. Um the fact that they're announcing their I feel like they pulled back on their console project Scorpio um, and and the PlayStation Neo or whatever. Both of them got bumped. I think Xbox was going to reveal more. They revealed less based on the bump. Then their me- messaging got mixed due to having too many consoles. Um, so I, there that was there was a little bit of confusion there. I felt that, that came out and and that left an impression from Microsoft's presser. And the other thing is that we happy we happy few um looks like it's becoming a big a bigger budget title it's made by the post uh the sorry the bioshock a lot of the bioshock folks when irrational changed directions they went uh they scattered a little bit and so i mean i'm i am i am excited to give that a shot as well but mm-hmm. uh nothing too like i i thought it was a it was a business like they were they were providing that strategic direction. What about you? Yep. What was uh... well,
0: the worst of the Xbox presentation was that they weren't marketing to me. They were marketing to middle aged, double income, who knows what. Like I don't know. It was a business presentation, and ergo, it was very boring. They had some cool content, but they wrapped it in a wrapper. It's like when your kid doesn't put any effort and they wrap their presence in newspaper instead of wrapping it in like awesome wrapping paper. That's how I felt about it. Um, best things from it was probably Gears of War Even though that's a very small best Because Gears of War is just Gears of War But always looking forward to new Gears of War game And I thought um, uh, I thought the, the Sea of Thieves looked promising Even though I didn't love what I saw But I, I did on the whole like it Also, I'm a Tekken fan um i don't play haven't played tekken in a while but i have fond memories of that game so i'm glad to see that part seven still coming i saw i think Hachi, and i can't remember the other guy's name akuma maybe i don't know they looked recognizable and i was like oh man they're still around they're still fighting so that's cool tekken 7 all right uh moving on to ubisoft uh
1: ubisoft surprisingly has a lot of stuff that i want to play or i'm at least interested in trying like, I'm interested in trying the Ghost Recon Wildlands thing. Like, I mean, I've never been a big Ghost Recon guy, but I am, unlike you, an open-world nut. Right. And uh, it does it does fit that. I still haven't played The Division, though, which is, you know, they spend a lot of time with it. It's still one of their major moneymakers. South Park, obviously, yeah. although I never finished the last one just due to timing. You really I would, should I,
0: finish that game. Yeah, I, I think I, you'd I, really relate to the last level.
1: i I would i'm sure that was a burn uh i would i would like uh like i like superhero stuff so i feel like that that that
0: take that they're going with is oh my god did you see some of the jokes in it did you watch it yeah yeah like the the slam on dc like oh go and start your own universe and be late to the party like dc and have all your movies (laughs) suck ass man (laughs) it was was really really good it was really apropos Um, And that's
1: it. I'm more into it right now in my life. I'm more into superhero stuff than fantasy RPG stuff. So, I mean, I think I'll get some chuckles out of it. Honestly, like Watch Dogs 2 we talked about, interesting to me. Ubisoft was the company this year that pulled the – and it's available right now. With yeah. Trials of the Blood Dragon, where they had uh, uh, a Trials, the motorcycle puzzle game, mm-hmm. with a Blood Dragon-themed sort of level. And sure. then there was Steep, which was an interesting announcement. Interesting enough that I sent it to my brother. So, I mean, everything they had, I, I had some level of interest in. So, sure. you know, good stuff. Yeah. But also, I always find there's something
0: super awkward about their press Well, well You missed two things. One, or three things. One... Um, The Assassin's Creed movie they they teased a little bit of of it seemed alright too early to tell but I was like okay maybe it'll be alright and um, the other one was LeVar Burton always nice to see reading Rainbow yeah I know Uh, he he was positively enthused about Star Trek VR and Aisha Tyler man she's hot but he wasn't on the bridge crew and she no, why? Not? Yeah, well, he was chief of engineering. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's not in the he's bridge He's an important crew. part of the crew. You're that's a very technical distinction that he doesn't. Oh, he can't. He comes Spe- up to the bridge, anyways. Whatever. Speaking
1: just as an aside, I'm not sure if you heard, but the, today, um, che- Chekhov. In oh, the Rena- yeah,
0: that's real sad.
1: Yeah, 26 year old actor got uh, killed. It sounds like his car's safety brake failed or something. It just rolled onto uh.
0: him, from what I read. Like. Yeah, I know, but you know, uh, just whatever, do-do-do-do-do, and it rolled onto him, and it pinned him, and killed him.
1: That's horrible. Anyway, imagine, it's imagine, just folks,
0: uh, that you know you might be writing shitty things in our chat room right now, and then all of a sudden something falls in your head and you're dead, and that was the last thing you did with your life.
1: Or people were writing nice things in our chat room.
0: Who's cute? Are we giving that?
1: So, but yeah, Aisha Taylor, I like as Tyler, I like as well. But I mean, I don't know if I like her in the ro- in in the role she's been doing for Ubisoft the past couple of years. There's something about the whole thing that feel has always felt awkward. This year, it felt less awkward, but that's more of a testament to how awkward it was in previous years, where oh, yeah. the, because they had games like Just Dance or whatever Michael Jackson. Um, and and uh, yeah, anyway, so Ubisoft, I thought, uh, um, did well. I I was I'm excited about a lot of their yeah, stuff. On
0: the whole, it was favorable. Yeah, I agree. So Sony killed it. Yeah, I we've mean, already hands down. Talked there's about really it. nothing to say uh, there, except that they just killed it. Um, I feel like we left one thing out. I guess there wasn't much to say about Final Fantasy 15, except that. I'm excited for it still, even though they did their best to make me not excited for it. It's funny how that is, eh? It's just taken forever
1: to like. I mean, that game was originally Final Fantasy versus thirteen or something, and it's it's just like it's evolved and evolved, and they've been building it for years. I remember when I started Final Fantasy X for the first time on PlayStation. Uh, two. It starts with the Final Fantasy X project, and then the years that they were working on it. And as a kid or as a teen, I was like, "Holy crap! They've been working on this game a long ass time." Yeah. But now I appreciate it. Like Final Fantasies take they they take a long time, and I feel like I need to support this game because I feel like if they. D- uh, my feeling is if they are not successful, the company could go belly up or could stop <laughs> making these types they of things. They got games. all it's that cost- Final
0: Fantasy Thirteen money rolling in from the subs every month. Um,
1: I don't, yeah. I
0: don't know For, how many people. I don't it. think that's enough. Um, yeah, it, lo- it looks interesting. We'll have to see. It needs to be very charming and very good because some stuff's weird. But the one thing we didn't mention, I don't think we did, was uh, Detroit Become Human. No that, that, it's funny. it looks both crappy and interesting so just paying attention oh, what that is that is like the guy there who makes those games because he
1: made like heavy rain and and the one with Ellen Page oh, is beyond it that two guy souls that it? okay what, fine, what's his name what's his name David Cage okay David Cage's slogan should be David Cage crappy. But interesting because oh, okay. that that's, that is a really good because whenever <laughs> I see his stuff, I'm like, oh, I I'm interested. Honestly, this looks cool, but it's probably going to be weird. You know, like right. well, anyway. I wanted to
0: give it a shout out because we're recapping. Did you for catch sure. the PC Gamer show? I missed it actually. I meant to watch it before. This. No, but It's the only one I didn't see. Nothing much jumped out. I seen because this show. Okay, first of all, they advertise for AMD video cards, which no one wants to buy throughout the whole thing um that they still did this year uh but there wasn't too much here Dawn of war 3 great great rts series i'm um, glad to see warhammer games still getting made um is, is the warhammer total war out that came out right the, the total yeah. war franchise that's released that's not just hyped right it's
1: out of my wheelhouse bow i'm Anyways, not sure so that's
0: one i wanted to check out You know, we saw some Lawbreakers. There's apparently a Serious Sam VR that's happening. That sounds pretty cool. I think, if anything, sign me up for a video game-ass video game in the VR world, like Serious Sam. That's probably going to be actually really fun. So that's something also that I didn't really... We didn't mention when we were talking VR. I haven't Um, watched that
1: Deus Ex Mankind Divided footage. Have you watched it yet? No,
0: I'm I'm at the point now with Deus Ex where it's a for-sure buy for me. Yeah. So um, you want to stay away from too much spoilerific. Yeah. Uh, Tyranny, as well, is is a a game of note because I believe it's an RPG in the Baldur's Gate style from the guys who did uh, Pillars of Eternity. I want to say. Yeah, I um, still
1: haven't played Pillars of Eternity, so, I mean, I'm not... Even though I know it'd probably be somewhat um, in my it's wheelhouse. It's nice to
0: see that John we're going strong and a company continuing to put out games that way, because that means we are going to get something really good. Like, it's just good to have that out there. So, glad that they're making more games. But I didn't check out too much else out of here. Um, so, the PC Gamer Show, eh. It's,
1: my word of the day is wheelhouse. I've said it about eight eh, times.
0: Eh, you're a wheelhouse. Uh, All right, let's talk about something we barely mentioned. In this whole show, because we kept it casual, we're bouncing all over the place, and only now we're going through something somewhat linear through our our conversations. Is EA Mass Effect Andromeda was pretty much the only game we talked about. EA's conference, boring. <laughs> like, that's my summary. <laughs> boring. I I almost feel like they don't
1: need to do these, uh, Maybe. because. Yeah. The people who are going to buy their games are going to buy them no matter what. So you've got, A, Star Wars fans. If there's a new Star Wars game out, surprise, Star Wars fans are going to do it. Buy it. And there's even a a space for that every year. What is it? Disney has their Star Wars conference or whatever. They could do that. Then all the sports games – Everybody's going to buy those every year. You just and you you'd be better off showing them off at like a sports expo or, or sort of some sort of event related to the the relevant sport. Mass Effect Andromeda they had very little to show and uh, and that would be an E three type game. But I almost feel like you could get up on Sony and Microsoft stage and 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 talk about next that.
0: will be next
1: year. And and then Titanfall is is somewhere, you know. I guess Titanfall might be a, a good fit, but yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. It's not. It's definitely not. Titanfall none of this looks interesting. Both.
0: Like I, the Titan Titanfall and Battlefield One both look interesting. It's not to say that they don't have interest. Like you said, it's not to say they don't have interesting properties. I think they don't speak to me because I don't really play military shooters, which both of these are the vein of. Yeah. But I like. We talked about Battlefield One last week. I dig the direction they're taking with the old schoolness of World War One. And Titanfall seems to have some arcadey gameplay. It's just the first one seemed like it was good, but didn't have a lot of longevity. So, I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, this, this, I, it, the gameplay I saw a... for Titanfall 2 seemed, it seemed like planet-side-ish without the stuff that makes it planet-side. Like the other side of it, like the shootery side. And I,
1: I already mentioned my interest in Battlefield 1, and I think that a lot of people are having a lot of interest in Battlefield 1. I mentioned it last last week, uh, just providing a different flavor to what is being sort of samesies with regards to either sci-fi shooters, World War II once upon a time shooters, mm. or, uh, or, 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 you know, like modern – Warfare type shooters, so I, I'm you know I'm interested in it, but again, it it might just be something I sample on Origin. Origin um, EA's service tends to to release these games, and then within a year they're seventy five percent off or something like that, and you can because they want you to get in and hit you with the microtransactions. I'll probably give give it a try at that point, but yeah, no, I see EA is not being. A, it's funny because they're one of the biggest companies in the world, but not a major player this year. At E3. Um, so, Bethesda, we talked about as well. Dishonored 2 left a big impression. I'm exactly it this with Dishonored 2, what you mentioned with Deus Ex. I don't want to watch too much. I don't want to look at too much because I'm going to buy that game for sure. I just, can uh, I
0: say one thing?
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: Do you see the the, the, the stopwatch, the time watch? So, like, apparently, there's this device, oh, yeah, yeah, one of the items you the get. The item? It reminded me of, like, a Zelda item. Like, like I guess, Link to the Past or something like that. Like, you literally could see into the past in the same zone you were, then travel yeah. to the past and do things that would affect the future, maybe, or something. Like, and the way it worked looked really cool. That was, like, the coolest thing I saw out of everything. Because it has this, like, little window that you pop up that you can peer into the past. I thought it was amazing. Seems very like my... puzzly, you know. Yeah, but Dishonored strikes me as stealth puzzly. If you want it to be, I haven't played Dishonored one, but guess what? I bought it. I paid full price. I downloaded it. That so the Dishonored two thing made me be like, I need to play my Dishonored game. So I've downloaded it now. I meant to play it before the show, but just you know, played Heroes instead.
1: Oh man, Bo, so, uh, you gotta you should play Dishonored. It's super awesome. Dishonored uh, Two it... looks really good. I'm looking forward to playing part one
0: for sure. Well,
1: it it's uh, it. You will like it because it's essentially in that same mold of Deus Ex, which is that instead of giving you a giant open world, it gives you kind of hub-level-y type of areas, mm-hmm. and then you have multiple ways to make it through. You have these different powers. Some are vi- more violent. Some are less violent. Um, honestly, I I found it to be a lot of people gave it game of the year the year it came out. It wasn't a very strong year it came out in, but it's still a definite worthwhile experience. You know, not too long. Story's good. World building's good. I like the steampunky look of it with the whale oil fueling everything and all that sort of stuff. Very, very neat. And the graphics had um, an artistic style that allowed them to still look awesome, but not be too demanding on your computer as well, which I thought was good. So nice. yeah, totally check that shit out.
0: All right. Uh, well, it, the Bethesda one was okay. The big, the funniest part to me was, I guess. I'll, they were. They did this presentation. Where like, there's 10 million people that play Elder Scrolls line, and 60,000 quests or million quests were completed. And they did all this stuff. And I was like, no one plays Elder Scrolls. <laughs> it, I was like, this does, this feels like. And you played it too. Yeah, I tried to drink. Like, cause I'm like, well, I, I know why all those quests got completed. A bunch of people played for free, <laughs> or whatever, Like. Yeah. It's good, but it's not good. Like, I guess if you're an MMO guy, maybe this is for you. So, I have a biased opinion. But what I want to focus on is not whether the game's good or bad, but it's the presentation smacked of, like, no one's going to brag about this, so let's brag about this at a press conference. But, like, it's not that some guy CEO came out and said the information or whatever. They made a presentation they sat around and be like, we really need to emphasize how popular this game is because nobody believes it. You know? So I didn't like that too much. Uh, also, they, they're getting their own card game. <laughs> Although I know you're a Gwent man, so... They won't get your. They won't get you. No,
1: I mean, like, but honestly, I'm I'm pro- probably I'm not a collectible card game guy, but I'd be back in Hearthstone if I was. Yeah. I have friends that play it, and I, maybe I play some Gwent, but I'm gonna be you know playing the expansion of The Witcher, and I'll play Gwent in game, and they have like mm-hmm. lore tournaments with the characters and stuff like that in the ge- in the world that are really involving and stuff. When but, you like the game Crofton, and all that, but
0: Crofton like. Don't you feel that you haven't given CD Projekt Red enough of your money? Like I You actually, wake up was, at night and feel like, I really have too much of this money. I really need to give it to CD Projekt Red. I definitely
1: feel like they deserve it of anybody. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, exactly. They deserve sure, it more yeah, exactly. than my so, wife and child.
0: So now you don't have to put a limit on the amount you give them. When you buy the game, you're limited to spending $70. Now you can buy hundreds and hundreds of dollars in Gwent packs your Gwen Shoot. collection. I was
1: I'm literally thinking about buying The Witcher 3 a second time on PC. Um
0: That game should be on the every on oh no, your for PlayStation. Uh-uh. What? I was going to say it should be on the games for everywhere that Xbox has, but it, you have a PlayStation not an Xbox, so. Oh man. It's true up. that you messed sweet. up, man. You bought the wrong console. <laughs> I got I got host. Um oh, So shit. So,
1: Bo, uh, just before oh. we close out the show, um, I just wanted to do one last little wrap-up I, I, here.
0: Wait, what, yeah? what is the last little wrap-up? Because of the Bethesda thing? The Prey? I'm just going to say excited for it. Don't know what it is yet, but Prey's cool. I hope it's good. Did you play the first one? A little bit, yeah. I can't remember I why did- I stopped, but it's yeah. a gimmick
1: it just seemed like for me they're rebooting not- a new
0: shooter series oh by the way also Doom there's a Doom demo that they released as part of the thing I played the Doom demo it was good you should download it on Steam there's a Doom demo
1: damn um, I, who did you think and I think we've already shown our hand on this but who, who had the who had the best showing of any sort of company at E3 this year Well,
0: out of all the conferences it was what, the conferences or the company
1: could be any company. Could be a game developer. Could be a you know anybody.
0: I think Sony did the best. The Sony presentation was the coolest. Bethesda, okay, Bethesda was okay. It was okay. There wasn't. It was okay. The thing,
1: the thing about Bethesda though is that they're well,
0: they're not. They're. They don't have a big pub... thing to talk about. No other scrolls. No Fallout. No. You but
1: know, Sony it's... is showing other people's games a lot of the time, or Bethesda oh, yeah. showing their games. Like I mean, or the stu- their sure. studios games. Sure. So the fact that they're able to do a conference period, I find is pretty pretty impressive. Sure. That said, that said, for me, I'm going to say that who did best based on the buzz on the internet, Nintendo picking one game to show Zelda and the fact that it's 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 getting so much attention, maybe maybe a smart move. I don't know. I I don't want to say they they didn't do better than Sony, that's for sure, but they they definitely left some sort of impression. Um in terms of the developer uh, the 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 game developers I think Insomniac the fact that they're making Spider-Man makes me soft uh on them but they they're also uh, they had some of the VR games as well. So who did who did when when at the end of E3 who are you rolling your eyes at?
0: Microsoft. I hated their presentation. Oh really? I hated it so much. Yeah. I I I hate when Aunt Irma comes out and is like, Minecraft is so great. Millions of people across the world are building worlds. Blah, 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 I'm like, shut up. I want to hear about games. Stop telling me crap. You know, so, uh, yeah. Microsoft was definitely very, uh, it made me feel like it's the people you meet when you walk your dog and you meet other people who walk their dogs in their neighborhood. I didn't dig it.
1: I think I'm also going to say Microsoft. And the reason I'm going to say them, though, is has doesn't, not the same reason as Bo because they, I actually was behind some of the stuff that they were doing. Um, and, and I, again, my biggest hit of the show is I pretty much got a free Xbox one, uh, in the fact that I can now essentially play all Xbox one games as they come out. They just need to get sunset, uh, overdrive to work with, uh, PC. That's the only game I think on Xbox one that I cannot play that I'd like to play. Um, I w- I will I, so they I like that but they did worse because they they didn't beat Sony and they needed to this, so they their conference was not the worst it wasn't the best but it, all it really needed to be was better than Sony's and it didn't do that and Sony's got such a huge lead right now um that they needed to at least capture people's imagination and they they had a template of what to do you you saw what Sony did last year with Chemu and Final Fantasy and all this all they really needed to do was was like they need to win the gamer vote they're not winning the gamer vote right now mm-hmm. uh they're 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 winning the Xbox uh, vote, which is the people that have been with Halo and Gears day one and th- that love first-person shooters, the, the, those people are still going to Xbox, but they're not winning the gamer vote. And the Xbox 360 did for a long time win the overall gamer vote. So they need to go back and they need to start looking at things that they can tap into, old franchises, old names, uh, or, or new innovative ideas that are going to capture people, um, keep people's attention. Uh, and they did last year with Rare Replay because they had Rare, they were able to work that sort of nostalgia bone, and they could do like something like a new banjo kazooie or something along those lines. But the re- the reality is is they just needed to do better in terms of appealing to gamers and getting them emotionally involved in their product, and they didn't do that. It wasn't the worst thing ever, but they did the worst. Because they had the most to lose, I think. So we'll see. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it keeps going in the way it's going. If in the next two years Microsoft will still be in the console market, or maybe like five years, um, they'll need they'll need to turn it around. And they're not going to run in the red like Nintendo does. Um, so uh, so yeah, I, I I would say that they did the worst. So okay, um, who then? Uh, surprised you the most? What was the biggest surprise out of E three? I asked this earlier. I yeah, think you did. It's yeah, nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. it's nothing. I guess the maybe one, the, amaz-
0: the Spider Man was probably like the most thing I didn't see coming the most. So yeah.
1: and and it was the biggest for me too. But I would say the second thing for me, uh, we didn't talk about this too too much, uh, was what Bethesda was doing outside of like their regular games, and mm-hmm. it was. Um, uh, and it was – so they had like the Fallout VR thing that we talked about. But they Todd, um, Todd Howard and company also mentioned they had a couple of big games in development that were not the next Elder Scrolls game, which is coming in quite a while, they said. And these games are of similar size to games like Fallout and, El- and uh, the Elder Scrolls, which makes me think, holy crap, these guys – have some huge aces at their sleeve and it'll probably be new IP and everything. And I am excited about that. But again, it's more like insinuation than, than, than fact. And the last thing is that they're remastering Skyrim and, and there's going to be mod support on consoles and stuff like that. And I think that I know we can make our Skyrim on PC look pretty much as good as whatever they're going to put out, but it is, it is neat that they're, that they're doing that. And, um, providing Skyrim fans, people who may have had, like especially the Xbox, uh, the PlayStation 3 version of Skyrim was like broken on arrival, DOA. And so like PlayStation fans may not have gotten a great version of Skyrim and it's a game worth playing. So that was a surprise. Bethesda sort of is, is growing. It feels like they're growing and I think that's cool. So that's about it for us this year from E3. And from E3, I mean from our living rooms talking about E3 that we will never actually go to. Um, but uh, but we hope that you enjoyed the show exmpodcast.com is uh, the website where you can find all the episodes including our last year's E3 episode compare the two which one did you like more let us know notably
0: there are two episodes
1: two did one two. per
0: year but this one we did the bonanza people oh, like bonanzas true.
1: right you... yeah. oh yeah like that's what we were working really hard um, so at Exm Podcast is the Twitter handle in which you can figure out when new episodes will be uh, dropping. Also, more importantly, you can figure out when we go live on twitch.tv slash EXMPodcast. Because it's a bit variable, but generally Sunday, Sunday evenings. Uh, Facebook.com slash EXMPodcast for all your Facebook needs. Throw your likes at us. And um, if you have an idea of a discussion topic, we have a segment on the show called The Dialogue Tree video game related, we want to hear it, please send it to podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you just can't get enough of Bo and I, and we recognize this podcast only comes out every two weeks, uh, you may want a weekly podcast that fills your Bo and Crofton needs. You're in luck. We have one for you. It's called Good, Bad, or Bullshit. You can go to goodbadbull.com. All our episodes are there. We're on iTunes. Uh, we're on Google Play. Uh, so, you know, it's a good show. We pick a random topic and uh, decide if it's good, if it's bad, or if it's, um, there's another word. I forget. Bullshit! That's it. That's the word. Uh, also so made, also...
0: No, I made a bet with myself if you were going to insult Mike or not on this episode. I, I, I both sure lost and won because I bet myself. Oh. <laughs> part of me <laughs> won and part of me lost.
1: Didn't I insult him earlier? Uh, if, no, I think we left him
0: unscathed this, this week.
1: Well, okay. normally when I plug the good, bad, or bullshit, I mention there's a third co-host and his name is Mike Hodgins and how he's not as good as Bo and I. But this time I'm not going to mention that because I'm trying to show Mike more respect. Well,
0: uh, not mentioning, mentioning him in a way is its own insult. So good game It's ball. true. Uh,
1: also, a <laughs> uh, related, Daredevil on Netflix is an amazing show. <laughs> um, so, I like that. Uh, Bo and I are both individuals of individual natures. Sure. You can follow us in, on social media,
0: the media of the future. Bo, where can they follow you? <laughs> they can follow me at Bo Schwartz on Twitter, and you can find out when we go live with the DxM, Good Better Bullshit, and Core Heroes, as uh, shows I do. Of shows. Yes,
1: those are all great shows. You should listen to all of them, even the one he doesn't do with me. I'm and Steers. You can follow me at and Steers, all one word, uh, on the Twitter, and uh, I hope you do. It'd be awesome. All right, Mo, that's, <laughs>
0: that'd be
1: super that, awesome.
0: You should follow. That, you should follow. across out the show with funny tweets. Sorry, I'm talking over you, but you know.
1: Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm in autopilot mode as I steamroll towards the Master Game Theater quote of the week.
0: It's now time for Master Game. Alright, well, Master Game Theater, you guys know what this is, right? We cap, we do a night cap after every show, where we do a performance. Except often so, lately, the performance has been me, so Crofton, first of all, thank you for getting this week's uh item. It's from a game I haven't played, Bo. <laughs> yeah, we're trying something new today. It's called, we didn't have a lot of time, so we pulled a quote from somewhere, and we're well, I figured, Bo, that game
1: over screens are an unmined element. Like, there's some funny game over Space screens. Space Quest so.
0: has the best ones.
1: Oh, yeah. We should check for the future. This mm-hmm. one is from Quantum Conundrum, some sort of recent puzzler where you're in a mansion. So, uh, but Compelling. I, yeah, compelling. I'm going to just read the screen. Do it. Okay, here we go.
0: All right, uh-huh. Thanks for listening to the show, guys. We're out. Bye. Enjoy Crofton's rendition.
1: You have died thing number 23 you will never experience accomplishing your dreams unless of course your dream was dying alone in a mansion in which case good job <laughs>